Hey everyone, I'm Lewis Malley. Welcome to the podcast. This episode was originally recorded on one of my live streams. If you want to watch or listen to more of my content, please follow me on the various social media channels. Please leave a review, subscribe, and I hope you enjoy it. Awesome, and we're live. Um, so thanks everyone for joining. Last year was absolutely crazy. Um, really appreciate everyone watching all the content, all the comments and everything. It's been amazing. But I found, you know, I found 2020 to be such a fantastic learning, learning opportunity. We learned so much. Everything changed. We had to adapt. And if you look back and really think about it, it's just afforded us some amazing, amazing things to learn and, and evolve. So for my first one, I've got the amazing Carol Fulteen. We've known each other for a while. Uh, he is the European HR Director for Amazon Fulfillment. And I thought just the perfect person to get their pers his perspective on leadership, employee experience and all of that stuff. So, Carol, thank right. you very much. Thank you very much for joining me. Well, thank you, Luis. You're doing an amazing job. And what an interaction. No pressure, Carol. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Well, it's been great. I mean, actually, you know, we've we've met over this last year virtually. We've had some, yeah. some really great discussions and yeah. know, it's been great. It was really good. And I think, I mean, that's also a great power of just the lucky chance. I think it's also one of the things you were saying about the learning. Uh, I learned to watch some of your videos and they were just great. So, yeah, thank you for having me. No, no, pleasure. But also, it's interesting because if we'd have if we'd have met pre-pandemic, it's funny now because we're saying pre and post, like pre-World War yeah. and post-World War, we might have, you know, we probably wouldn't have connected on a video True. virtually. It would have been, you know, if I was in Prague or you were in London, maybe we'd have grabbed a, a coffee. True. So. True. True. And I think, I mean, that's also maybe the other thing, how to look at 2020 from the, or through the positive lenses. There are some good things. And I think also talking to some of my peers and t team leaders and the professionals, they very often say, well, you know what? I either spend more time with the family or I reflect on a time, how am I a bit a leader? Or I just really value the job and team I'm in. So there are some positive things despite all of challenges we have to all experience yeah no definitely it's taken people a bit of time i think like adapting to yeah you know being at home with the family um and i know for me my kids didn't aren't used to having me at home <laughs> <laughs> that's like my partner i think we are in the same situation so uh, i think the whole home office and uh, also schooling for all the working parents out there i mean big kudos and well done yeah, it's where, where are you now? Are you in your home? I'm in or? my office. Yes, yes. Right. So that's okay. that's my office. Normally, I would be just wearing also the face mask. I have to be very, very um, yes. safety first. Um, but I'm in the cubicle with the locked door. So once I'm leaving, I would be wearing face masks. And uh, we are just putting safety first. But I'm yeah. in the office. And you're fine. And you're, so your office is in Prague? It's yeah. in Prague, yes, yes. It's in the oh. in the building called PRG14, which one is one of the Amazon corporate offices. Oh, fine. Interesting. So yep. have you been going in all the time or have you? Well, I've been I've been just done uh, half at home, half uh, also in the in the in the in the office. But also what I do, like we have our fulfillment center uh, in Prague or next to Prague called PRG2, which is one of the biggest uh, customer fulfillment center in the network. And every now and then, despite of all of the safety procedures that you have to go through, I love to be there as well with the team. I think um, there is nothing what can um, sort of pay more than to be interacted with the guys over there to see and experience what it is like to be in the peak or post peak at the Amazon building. So I yeah. go there like every every other week. 
Interesting. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to hear from you because you're obviously leading, uh, you know, virtual teams, but also, yeah. you know, teams that of people that are that are coming in. What if you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are asking, like, what are the best leaders doing today that we should all be doing? And there's certain things that you're noticing that just people have mm. leaders have adapted so well that you're like, yeah, you know, that's. I think it's a it's a great question. I'm not sure if I'm the best person to answer that. I think uh, from my experience, what what I would say is the good leaders, the best leaders, are staying close to their teammates, uh, no matter what. And I think uh, it's probably the challenge: how do we do that within the online virtual world? And yeah. um, if I talk from my experience, uh, I do quite a lot of virtual teams, a lot of teams, but also I manage not only teams, but individuals. And I think uh, what I've learned over the years, and especially last year, is that every individual is so unique. So I need to really flex and customize my interactions with my team members and try to find lose that click that yeah. makes it work. And I think uh, it really varies. Sometimes, I mean, we can have a very structured team meeting online, but then I spend quite the same focus on the regular one-to-ones, which, as I've said, I just customize the way I interact with my teammates. And the second thing brought, um, I think, with that question is the power of listening. Uh, I've done, and I shared it before with you, one of the things how to engage with the teams is stay connected, stay connected with the front line, stay connected with your guys, how they do, what they do. And uh, before our peak, around September, October, I was uh, having that great idea, like every year, that I'll do the <laughs> skip level skip level meeting with all of my team members. What's the, what's the skip level meeting? The skip level meeting is just uh, having a, a short introdu- uh, interactions with the direct reports of your direct team. So okay. not with my directs, but the HR managers of every single building in our network. So it was a huge time investment. Oh. I've done 31, I think 31, um, or 32, 31 uh, um, skip level meetings. And basically I was asking questions like, how are you doing, giving the opportunity opportunity to talk to me directly, but also what are the challenges that we are all facing and how can I help? And I think, Lucy, it was quite eye-opening and there was an aha moment for me where um, I was hoping or I was getting information where, oh, they would need help with so many things. The majority of the team and the majority of the guys were just saying, well, you know what? I'm okay. I'm just so grateful that you were listening to me. And that brought me to another thing to answer your question about the power of listening is probably ever so more important these days than before. And I think more leaders try to push their view are right a lot. They know the best. And I think these days, listening is probably much more valuable than, than talking. So that's why yes. I stopped. Yeah. No, I love that. It's true. And I actually, I just wrote something on that. And I think you shared something from Harvard Business Review about the power of questioning, yeah. which is similar. So, because I, I found, you know, a lot of, Typically, if you're a leader, you, you kind of the, the the you kind of expect you're almost expected to know everything, right? Or you yeah. think you should know everything. But you're right. I f- I found that it's so powerful to include your team and ask questions. Absolutely, it, I think I would say it's, it's spot on. I think asking the right question is also like a muscle that you can train and you can flex the muscle when you need it and how you need it. And um, I think the right question at the right time can save the whole meeting, can come up with the best solution. And I think yeah. probably asking the right questions with a combination of listening is uh, the best engagement tool as well. Uh, because yeah. 
you can also link it to your values, which I try to do, or also with a purpose. Why are we here, really? But I think the questioning is helping a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other challenge I think we've been talking about that the 2020 has been like a roller coaster, right? Maybe it still <laughs> yeah. is it's like a oh, roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have a time, but what is probably the other important thing that we should do more often as the leaders of the business for our people, for our associates, is to be consistent? In, in I don't think. Way? In, in the structure, in the in the governance, in the the regular meetings, in the way we interact, in our direction where we go to, I think none of the teammate or associates wants to be in the positions where the leader is one day left, another day on the right or up and down, and it's very difficult because with so many conflicting priorities, how do I keep with my daily routines with my team? But again, I should not underestimate how important for them it is to have that regular one-to-one -one as an example. Yes, no, you're right, you're right. Because your people's routines were broken, you know, March, yeah. April time, completely broken. And everyone started to get into these new routines. And, and you're right, even a call at the, in the morning, like an 8.30 call, I, I try and call all of my team every day at the same time. And I didn't realize until recently that and they're probably gonna say i don't know what you're talking about um but they all enjoyed it you know they all said like yeah. oh, i really enjoyed i you know kind of expect your phone call and you know we're humans and we like habit and routine and structure and yeah it's really good to remember that and i think i mean it's amazing you're doing it because it's also a great opportunity on listening as we talk but also the other thing we do and that's part of our culture but also we as a leader should do more often is celebrating success. Sometimes in the COVID time, it's so difficult to celebrate success on a daily or weekly basis because you don't have that. Yeah, it's a crisis after crisis. It's it's really stretching, and also I found sometimes very challenging to celebrate individual success at the team meeting calls. So you cannot interact face to face. And I think those individual calls or individual one-to-ones is a great opportunity to really, really say just thank you. You know what, Luis, great job. I just wanted to tell you, if that wouldn't be for you, we would not be able to do it. And I think it's, again, so much appreciated. And sometimes we do underestimate the impact of that. Yeah, definitely. Are you doing, so do you do group calls regularly? Or you are you, yeah. are you, you, you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, similar to you. So we, I do uh, like my regular start of the week, uh, the team call with my directs every Monday. Just focus on what's been happening the last week. What are the key callouts that we really have to address, and what is ahead of us for the coming week? And uh, I think it's a great way to also connect. Like, what's the climate? What's the atmosphere? How do we do that? And I think then we have the bi-weekly one-to-ones, and then we go into the roller coaster of all of the meetings the governance meeting, decision-making meetings, and we know how to stay connected. Uh, and the other tool which we do, which is really helpful on our intranet site, um, of course, we are very much email-driven company. So email right. is the king these days, but we have right. the chat rooms. So if there is a particular crisis or a particular topic, the relevant people are in the chat room, and right. you have up-to-date information in the chat room, which is much more easier to scroll down and go through than to go through eight or 10 emails. And again, yeah. I just found it 
in my experience and my previous Tesco and Unilever experience, very refreshing that you can have an up-to-date update no matter what time, where you are through those chats. Yeah, I love I, I love that you get so many emails. I mean, we, we're using a lot yeah. of chat-based messaging yeah. now and there's, there's a lot of platforms. And then you guys have your own one, right? Chime or... Yes. Yeah, like yeah. 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 Chime. Yeah. So again, it's uh, from the, it's the video. perspective, protective. Yeah, it's the video. It's like a Zoom. Uh, right. So I think it's just protected uh, um, in terms okay. of the IDs. Are you finding people are a bit tired of all of that now? And it leads nicely to another question <laughs> that we had. So it's like you know, so talking around encourage, engaging, empowering, and you know, all of these topics. You know, it's almost eight nine months now, and you know, the video is great. But are you finding this, you know, this buzzword, buzzword of Zoom fatigue or video fatigue? But are you yeah, absolutely I spot on. I think Luis, I think uh, there are. I'm tired of this, so I spend long hours on the screen, and uh, I have to have my. What, what's oh, is this the, oh, your eye? Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I think when you focus, that's really painful. Um, so what do we do? And again, it's the power of listening and asking for the feedback. Like, how can we make that more friendlier? And uh, one of the things as opposed to look at the camera and be online on screen all the time, we are switching off the camera. And once you are speaking or contributing, you put yourself on a camera. If you want to join in the discussion into sort of the online fishbowl, you put yourself on a camera. So other people see is, oh, Louis now on a camera. So he probably have a questions or he wants to contribute. And again, yeah. it's a simple thing, but it's working pretty well as opposed to have nine or 10 people in the little screens on the camera. You have the speaker, you pay attention or you read. And then if you want to contribute or raise the hand or have a question you go on screen as well and right. the other thing what we do and i think we talked about it also last time you were quite amused by that is from my experience i do have a i don't know 10 12 8 different conferences every day sometimes they are blocked like 8 to 8 30 8 30 to 9 9 to 9 30 where is the break and if yeah. you are online you have that you know the sound like zoom or chime like tick 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 naturally go and click yeah. and then what we've learned what i've learned either people always are late like we're starting nine o'clock everyone shows up 903 now on four <laughs> rightly so because where is the toilet break where is the natural break where is the coffee so we try to now plan most of our meetings like five minutes before the end that's the end of the meeting so if you have a whole hour we are all ending 55 minutes past yes I like that. It takes, a, it takes a lot of discipline, but that's internal meetings. If you have someone external yeah. like me that keeps talking at you and not listening properly. Um, You're it, in trouble. You're in trouble. It rolls over. It rolls over. <laughs> what happened to the good old-fashioned phone call? Because it's quite intimate, the phone call. Yeah, that's true. And again, I have, I have to respect, I have a, quite a lot of teammates who doesn't like to be on a camera. So we just yeah. do the phone call. And I think that's okay as well. So it's part of the inclusion sort of as well that, uh, especially with the companies where there are probably quite a lot of introverted people, they may be in the situations that they are uh, single people working now long months alone from their homes. I think um, the part of inclusion is also respect what they want. They don't want to be seen on the camera and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes, 
you've got to have a, a kind of rule or process or sort yeah. of policy or whatever you call it for it because it's a bit strange sometimes if some people are on the video some people aren't and it hasn't been you know kind of said that that's okay yeah. Um, yeah. but it's yeah it's fine what are you doing with because presumably a lot of your team are also at work and, and you are currently have you found there's there's been some interesting challenges around you know the, the office-based workers versus the home-based workers yeah yeah no absolutely i think um so in our world in operations so all of the warehouses we have and we have in the peak more than two hundred thousand associates more than two hundred thousand employees across the whole europe has been basically delivering all the amazon smiles pre-christmas to all of the people in the europe and again that's a great purpose because when you are not able to shop have a proper christmas i think we were part of the sort of a christmas surprise those yeah. 200,000 associates need to be sort of supported and engaged by all the people on the shop floor with them. And I think how create that engagement to go an extra mile is always a challenge. I think we always start with the number one priority, which was proving to be the right one, and that was creating the safety environment. The safety is number one priority. And at the COVID time, we went through all of the safety measurements we kept them all year, and I think we are keeping them, and we got a very positive feedback from some of the associates. Well, I'm not sure if I'm feeling safe in our public transport or outside, but I do appreciate the companies like Amazon being very strict on two-meter social distancing, face mask, no matter what, and so on, so on, so on. And the other thing, which uh, in the time of so many changes, Luis, where nothing is fixed everything is changing we don't know like is it the state of emergency now can we go out can i travel can i not travel i think having the basics right and making sure that those basics for all those people in the shop floor are fixed and are really working well is another key success because yeah. i think everyone just in the unpredictable times wants to be very clear on tell me what my job is so having all of those basic job descriptions right great treat me with dignity and respect. So really, really not only talk about inclusion and diversity, equality, but do something about that. And yeah. then other things like pay me fair or what's in it for me, having a talent progressions, those are the things which really make a difference. And if you deploy them consistently, I think, yeah, it, it was working. But still, the number one was safety. Safety was your, your key yeah. focus yeah. right from Absolutely. the start. Absolutely. And did that meet us on nicely actually did that, so in terms of the employee experience then did you find that that given you'd set this the scene of safety first yeah. your health is our number one priority or however you you know you, yeah you got exactly i think i mean uh we do have a, a great tool uh in how do we ask feedback from the employees on the day-to-day -day basis and that is, we call it connections. How do we stay connected with the employees? And right. every day, no matter where you are, if you have a mobile phone or working in an office like me with a screen or having a scanner, you are getting your question of the day. And those questions are asking the working conditions, the quality of leadership, so different topics. And this is the ongoing day-to-day -day feedback that we are able to pull what the people, what the employees are saying to us. Ah, That's so just amazing. I love that. So, so if I'm if I'm an Amazon employee, I have my phone, yeah. and every every morning I'll get a. Yeah. What do you think about X, Y, Z? And I'll... yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that a two meter social distancing is met at your locations? And if not, why? So all of those. So immediate data behind the 
customer slash employee feedback. We got that and we have to act on it. So I think that's also part of the good employee experience that you are able to listen to your employees. But many companies, I think also in my previous companies, we only listened. You have to act and you have to act on that feedback in a timely manner. So we are able really very quickly uh, to address whatever the feedback is. So if there is not enough uh, safety measures, we are able to fix that. If there is, uh, for instance, in our canteen, not two meters social distancing on a day-to-day -day basis, again, we go into the leadership and how can we fix that? If right. there is a misbehavior of the manager and we are getting constantly feedback on that, we can have the performance improvement discussions with the manager. So I think that was really, really key enabler for our sort of employee experience overall. But I think there is maybe one more thing just to uh, say um, to that. And I think uh, it is um, part of you have to also be consistent, but be also clear in communication. So to your point, if you are communicating, safety is your priority, you have to walk the talk. And I think uh, that is quite important across all of the different countries that we deliver on the feedback that we received. Wow, and so this is anonymized feedback, so yep. Yep. everyone can feel safe to yeah. To do it. And then and then you, you get it and you act on it straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think I mean from my previous experiences, I mean, 20 years ago, we were doing the sort of the employee feedback once every two years. Then right. we were doing it on paper. Um, then uh, I think uh, Tesco's, we were doing it every six months and uh, we were not even having the, the um, uh, infrastructure. So we were just passing people to fill it online and then we didn't have a time to respond on it. So I think that's probably also one of the future, but I mean, in terms of the associate experience, that's what most of the time appreciated as well. For many people also that can be like, oh, I don't believe in this, yeah? So I don't believe that if I respond online, there is a big brother watching, it's not anonymous. So right. in our buildings, we have a very simple board called Voice of the Associate Board. And the Voice of the Associate Board is you do the same thing. You can have a suggestion, process improvement, feedback. You just write it on the board. You can sign it or even leave it anonymous. And then every day, the leadership team of this particular site is doing during the regular Gemba process if improvement work, checking and solving the voice of associate board feedback. Brilliant, brilliant. And is this the same for home-based workers too? I mean, they've obviously got different challenges. Yeah. Are you also, are you also focusing on helping them create exactly. the right yeah, so that they do have the same connections, right? So exactly the same. And I think uh, if they are in the in the uh, office space, there is also the voice of associate. However, for the home office these days, the only connection is online through the connections, which okay. is that online. Fine. Yeah, and are you finding them through through this feedback that people are enjoying working at home, or do you think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or do you oh. think when you know, when all this settles, do you think more more people don't want to come back in some way? I I'll just uh, I'll just probably uh, I think the world will not be the same. The business world will not be the same. It's not same now. And uh, I did spend probably sixty percent of my time traveling, um, and 
that's what you do in the regional jobs, in the big jobs. You travel the different countries, the different meetings, different teams. Now we haven't done that for that eight or nine months. Everything's been done online. We've done online assessment centers. We've done online onboarding programs. And Luis, you know what? It's working. And uh, I think companies will review the total spend on travel and balance the travel versus the online experience. Having said that, to your questions about the sort of the home office and how do people perceive that, I was one of the situations where a lot of requests back a year ago, I want to have the work home opportunity and facility and the option, right? Um, and that was and, and like did you offer that one. before just to we be did we did, we did we did but not at that extent uh, yeah. but we did of course yeah. but now as we have most of the corporate offices are basically at a level of 20 maximum 25 percent of capacity so we are forcing people to be home office uh many of those people say well where can i go to work when can i go back to my office so it's interesting to see like be careful what you wished for, because now we are all forced, and now we want to go back. But again, it's interesting to see how is this going to unfold, but that's a new normal in my view. Yeah, it's interesting. When Mother Nature tells you to stay at home, you know, you've got to stay at home. But I don't think this, I don't think what people were, and there were a lot of people campaigning for more flexibility and working from home. You know, it was a very topical thing before, before COVID hit. But I don't think this is what people expected it to be or were hoping for yeah because you know a lot of people i speak to and it's it's there's no work-life balance you're you're at home i know you're at home you know it get back to me straight away or, or i know you're available at 8 p.m or 9 p.m or just i think and I'd, correct me if i'm wrong and it'd be interesting to hear your, your perspective on it but i think the the lines have really blurred now between like it's personal true. It's true. But again, it depends on the boss, depends on the leader, and also depends very much on us when and where do we set those boundaries. So I try not to have mobile phone in my bedroom. I know it's very difficult and many people are using it because, and I was there, I was checking emails and everything before I went to bed. When I woke up, I check emails like, why do you do that? And I think I was reading an interesting study now that our brain over the last year is not able to rest at all because you have all the bad news you are watching the news you are working in front of the screens you are checking your social media when do you draw the line when do you like stop and i think what i'm trying to do i'm not very good in it i just walk in the park i live next to the park downtown prague and i'm forcing myself to walk without a mobile phone and sometimes, of course, it's very difficult if you are sort of in the peak. Peak was different because we were 24-7 if something is really, really wrong. But then you need to set up those boundaries. So I think it's a spot on because where will this end? I think that's probably no one knows, but it's... But the technology, I mean, wait, back to, your, back to your, your, your original comment. I mean, I find it really difficult, if I'm completely honest, to leave my phone outside my bedroom and I, I and i love talking about it you can't look at your phone before <laughs> stuff. but i mean i put my hands up I'm, I'm i can't do it <laughs> i don't know why so i need to try harder at it because you know for many reasons the the lie 
it will it, it affects you for, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I can also share my guilt that the moment I'm leaving the bedroom, I'm in panic. Where is the phone? I need to check in bathroom immediately. So I think not that ideal, but I think it's really up to us. And I think I really respect. Uh, I had a chance to work with uh, very senior people. Uh, and there are the boundaries, like if you are on a holiday, and again, many people didn't take the holiday, so we should not disrupt the weekend or the the tradition that Sunday evening you start to do all the emails. Why? Is it really necessary if there is no crisis? There is a crisis at home, crisis with COVID. Why do you do that? And I respect leaders where they were sticking with what they were preaching, like holidays, or I don't want you online if you are on holiday. That's one of my rules as well. If there is a weekend and there is no peak, no high season, no crisis, why would you show off sending emails over the weekend? And I think it starts with the leader, right? What do you expect? Yeah. And uh, if there is then the working time and you are in a crisis and you have to do something, absolutely. Like, listen, we need to sort of force ourselves. But when do you relax? And I think that's probably, we talked about it as well. The yeah. book about the corporate athlete, right? Yes. Like yeah. we are like trained, we are performing, but we don't rest. When do we rest? And I think recently, one of the things I'm just planning the online EHR summit for my team and what we try to do to make it shorter, better with a lot of breaks. But we want to talk about like, if HR is taking care about the associates, about the employees, about the GMs, about the leaders, who does take care about the HR? Luis, you. No pressure. Should well, be you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I completely. I completely agree. I've said it. I said it myself. You know, we should treat ourselves like athletes, and and it's a long-term yeah. game. Many of us are going to be working long past the traditional retirement age, and in fact, in many countries, that there is no retirement age, and so. You have to, you're right, you have to treat yourself, you know, nutrition, exercise and sleep. You yeah. know, you've got to work, you've got to sleep hard, <laughs> you've got to eat well, and you've got to, and you've got to make time for exercise. And I, I mean, my exercise, I diarize it like it's the most important meeting of the day. Like, I wouldn't have missed this live session with you. I'm not meeting, I'm not messing my exercise at 7.30. You know, yeah. it's like, and yeah. so much, so many times it's people let that slip. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the whole point about resilience is just uh, taking a time for yourself. So you can do whatever you want to do, perform at your best. And uh, the other trick I think I encourage my guys to do, and I'm doing some my, sometimes myself, is blocking in my diary a time for lunch. And again, it's such a simple thing, but if you don't do it, you just go. And then you go for one week, two weeks, three weeks. Like, that's not right. It's not sustainable. And I say, well, listen, I fully respect. I have quite a lot of working parents, working moms, working parents. And we had a discussion like, how can we make it work, really? Like, in the COVID, I do understand the challenges with the homeschooling. And I think they had a great idea. You know what? I want to spend the morning with my kids. So can we move our meetings from... 8.30, 9.30 to 10 o'clock, because that will make a big difference. Yeah. And I said, absolutely. I mean, why didn't you say so? No, that's no, nice. Well, do you know, yeah, I, I, and a lot of companies are doing that. They, if you appreciate that you know, if both parents are working and there's a kid or two at home, realistically, each person can't work more than half a day in, yeah. in the normal working hours. 
Um, so that's great. The other thing is the build-up to what we've just described ultimately is burnout. You know, a lot of people will burn out and have been burning out yeah. if they don't. Have you have you seen that firsthand? People uh, just they've needed to just said, look, do you know what? I need to I need to take a break. I have to be honest, not recently, surprisingly, but a couple of years ago, I, I did experience the burnout of a very senior executive, and uh, it was not a really, really nice one. But now I think with all the opportunities we have, I firstly make sure that, as I've said at the beginning, safety first, mental health and mental well-being for me is a part of the safety. So yeah. if we are creating the safety culture, it's really about the mental well-being for the managers. And I think part of that is also the other point we talked about earlier on, how do you earn trust? Because if you are able to earn trust of your teammates, of your of your peers, then I think we have also that great opportunity, at least in my team, that we are addressing some of the things that I'm like, oh my God, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I think... It's great. I give you an example. I have a working mom, and again, to your point, um, uh, she was saying, "Well, listen, I'm in situations where I have to take care of our kids. Uh, yeah. With our neighbor, we sort of have a regime. So, meaning twice a week, I won't be online and I won't be working between eight till twelve o'clock, and then we'll swap with my neighbor. That's how we do." And I said, "Well, it's absolutely okay, absolutely fine." Well, try to work around that because it's only for the limited period of time. But these yeah. are the small things that can have a big, big impact. And uh, if we talk about impact, there should be also a bit of a uh, influence. How do you then influence the big companies to change the policies and the settings in yes. order to do that? Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, it leads on nicely to, 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 to our last question about inclusive workplaces. Yeah. Um, but I think you've obviously set the scene to be able to for, for that person to feel comfortable coming to you and saying hey do you know what i'm struggling to start work at 8 30 and i need to start later because you know many other people have commented that you know their boss is a workaholic um they can't they can't tell them that they're struggling for fear of maybe losing their job because you know a lot of a lot of industries have been badly affected by uh um, by covid so right you know, it does take a leader to set the scene and, and to make people feel comfortable and trust and, and, and you're being being human, I guess it comes down yeah, to that. Right? Yeah, I think there is also quite a lot of uh, uh, posts and reading about just be kind or yeah. treat others the way you want to be treated. Like, um, And again, that always brings to my questions on um, why do people follow me or why do people follow anyone? Like, what is it? Is it the money? Is it the RSUs? I think all of those things are probably important, like pay me well and tell me what's in it for me. But uh, there has to be something different. And that's also very linked to the questions on earning the trust. And maybe to your question that you are just posting inclusivity, yeah. um, the more diverse team you have, the better, I think. So um, I always was a huge, huge supporter of diversity. And uh, I think uh, whether it's based on the sex or age, but also the background or disability, there's always an opportunity for the whole team to be much better. Um, I'll give you probably example. 
which I'm really personally proud in PRG to our warehouse here next to Prague. Of course, we have a huge amount of employees working there, but also we do have 50 hearing impaired colleagues there. And I think it was again about the leadership and the GM who said it would be great based on his personal experience to provide a working safe environment for the hearing impaired colleagues. We had to invest into security, the safety, but now there is a benefit also for the wider group there because we try to include them in everything, in all the communication. There is the, also the annual contest in sign language. We have the sign translators, so also the regular associates, hearing associates can communicate with the hearing impaired. And I think with that example, there is, in my view, benefit also for people who probably would never ever met a hearing impaired working colleague. Yeah. That they can now act and show a bit of a sign language as well. And we try to leverage it in the other countries. And these are sometimes the things that they are not done for the PR. They are done for the benefit of the team. And I think um, having a team that is not like you, and that's how I always say, the best thing is if you can hire people that are not like you. <laughs> well, diversity, you know, diversity of thought, but it's it's and it's fantastic. Um, it's certainly hard and a challenge, right? Because you've got people with yeah. very different thoughts and and so forth. And and what I found interesting, I spoke to an amazing lady called Dietrich Giles on on a live show. Uh, must be November, December time, and and she uh, she lives in Atlanta, and we we're talking about this whole thing about bring your authentic self to work. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because she was like. Do people really mean that? Like, do they mean do they mean bring your authentic self to work as long as you believe what I believe, or do they mean, you know, bring your authentic self to work? And and we were talking about the context of the American election and how difficult it is for people to work next to someone with a different view. So it's it's really really interesting. And uh, I think spot on. I think it's a great. And maybe I have seen that one as well. I think the authentic leadership is something where we all say it's a. Uh, is the the way to go. I also say it's probably the same shared values with the team and the purpose, like why are we here? But also starting with the values, like I always talk about everyone, like guys, within this meeting, it's a safe environment. So my values are trust, respect, and honesty. I expect the same, unless it's broken, off we go. Yeah. First, everyone is always like, what do you mean? Like, hmm. And are you really honest? I don't really believe that. And then <laughs> driving and going through that where providing official background, but also unofficial information to help to drive the engagement, accept the change or accept the decision I disagree with. It's really then helping collectively to yeah. have the great team spirit. And again, there are sometimes where you fail or sometimes where you don't feel right, or even sometimes with your team member, well, that's maybe not the best person I would go out with, but it's the best person I want to have on a team because it has a different perspective. Yeah, and it's nice. It's nice to make work people from different backgrounds and cultures. And and so many times from the job I do, people is always the number one thing. Whether someone's leaving, it's often, you know, it's never money's never top. You know, it's the people, yeah. it's the manager, it's the leader. You know, or if they're looking to join somewhere, you know, so much of it is, you know, what are the people like? What is the culture like? Exactly. You know, who are they? Can I learn from them? It's so it's so important. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I can just only add, Luis. Um, 
we don't build business, we don't build companies, we build people, and those people then build the businesses, right? And I think, um, to, to, to your point, um, the other thing, uh, just recently I had a, a quite a career counseling discussions, and uh, it's always nice to hear where people, despite of great offers outside, would stay for the quality of leadership in the company. And I think that's again bring the point that people join companies, right? But leave their bosses. So I'll yes. try to do everything possible that my team would not leave me. <laughs> sure they won't. What a great place to end. Thank you so much, Carl. Yeah, well, that was not rehearsed though. <laughs> Louis, very much appreciated. It was great and uh, well done with those short clips that you do. I think that's uh, one of the things that everyone would need and enjoy. So kudos to you, Louis. No, thank you so much. Thanks as well for coming and sharing your views and your thoughts and insights. Really, really cool to have you on and stay safe and healthy. Yeah, same to you. Stay safe, Luis. Take care. Bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe in all the usual places.